to say something. I got some big news, Matt. God damn it. The return <laughs> we've all been waiting for is finally here. One of the sport's most notorious icons is stepping in the octagon this Saturday. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a free shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with first deposit. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters. That's five hockey players and a goalie. Uh, stay under the salary cap and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge in, in, to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about football, Mike. Playoffs. That's what we're talking. Playoffs. For DraftKings, is even more money up for grabs this weekend. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Now, everybody, what we need you to do, download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All righty, folks. Thanks for holding on. Uh, I, obviously, if we're talking in the Detroit area, it'll be January 22nd. that you can do your draft relationship uh, for the sports book. We all know that's getting going. Uh, so we're, we're going to have a ton of options, but we're hoping you're going to pick DraftKings and use promo code THPN uh when it gets started this friday so good on the state of michigan mike uh today we're going to be talking bobby ryan the greatest red wing of all time uh we're going to be talking some 500 hockey and we're going to be getting everybody start uh going i should say for the uh, blackhawk series coming up this weekend including mike game of the week on nbc with of course who could think of any other two better teams to hold game of the week than the chicago blackhawks and the detroit red wings uh but before we get into that Mike, we have a quick ad. Uh, let's highlight Bar Down Breakdown, the 100th episode coming up. So everybody take a quick sneak peek right here. Thanks to uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, Bar Down Breakdown coming up. Uh, you'll see all the deets in just a sec. What is up, everybody? Mikey CLT here from Bar Down Breakdown, letting you know that our 100th episode it's going to be dropping exclusively on the Hockey Podcast Network on January 27th. We will be joined by special guest Derek from the amazing pop punk band State Champs. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on all our socials so you do not miss any of our amazing episodes. We are so pumped that we have made it to episode 100. And to thank you. We are running an Instagram contest where one lucky winner can win a Steez brand snapback hat. So head over to our Instagram and enter our contest. Also, if you are just hearing about Bar Down Breakdown, make sure you go and check out our 99 other episodes where we have had artists who have been nominated for Grammys, 
all the way down to artists who are unsigned, where we dive into the crossover between alternative music and hockey. So make sure you go and check out Bar Down Breakdown wherever you listen to podcasts, brought to you exclusively by the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, whoever didn't have the joy of watching Mike interact with the <laughs> please go over to our YouTube channel. You can watch that. You know what, Mike? That's what we need to do going forward. <laughs> I, I was kind of half hoping that you were going to, like, grab the side of it and pull yourself over. <laughs> oh, that was we'll get him next time. Yeah. All right, Mike. Um this is the greatest Red Wings team we've seen uh, in the last two years. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, we did have a pretty hot start uh, last season, too. But uh, there, there's something about Mike going down and uh, losing your leads. And instead of uh, continuing to fall down on the scoreboard, uh, crawl back, slash, take the lead back, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, Mike, we're having some fun, aren't we? Matt, uh... <laughs> this is a weird experience for me. I'm not used to seeing competitive you're, you're hockey. Speaking. Yeah, I'm, I'm not used to seeing competitive hockey in Detroit. It's been a long time. Um, these games, you know, we've heard it in the post-game interviews where, you know, they might go go down a goal or they might have an early lead and then they give up, you know, uh, you know, give up a goal and then it's a tie game. We saw that so much last year where um, we almost should have had a name change. We should have been the Detroit Avalanche because we'd score one goal and then give up three, four, five, six in a row. And it was just like, my God, what happened? Um, but this year really feels like guys are, uh, you know, hunkering down. They're, you know, chopping up bit there to get back up on the ice um, after, you know, a tough play, after a tough goal, um, and to keep fighting. Um so yeah, it's it's a it's a discipline and a composure that I don't think we've seen in a couple seasons. So it's it's very refreshing to see. And like you alluded to, uh, we might have to hang up number fifty-four on the Raptors because Bobby Ryan has been a revelation. My God, I yeah, can't believe I, he was on. I can't believe he was placed on waivers last season. My God, this guy uh, is incredible. I had a uh, hashtag retire fifty-four uh, has started. So whoever wants to jump on that bandwagon. Uh, <laughs> we also have a retired Franz Nielsen, but for a different reason. <laughs> I was a little worried that people were going to misinterpret it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, retire already. No, I mean, yeah. oh, the retire 91. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Everybody um, got it. Never mind. Uh, so I talked with uh, Grant, and I hope everybody sticks around to hear this uh, conversation uh, with the Hungry for Hawks uh, talk podcast. I did it again. I said, actually, when I interviewed him, I called it hungry for Hawks and we had a short little conversation about eating Hawks. Um, but anyway, uh, we were talking about what he's about to go through as, yeah. uh, as a Chicago Blackhawks, uh, podcast host slash fan. Uh, but he does, he actually resides in Calgary. So he, he's cheating a little bit cause he's also getting to watch probably one of the hotter hockey teams in the NHL right now. Um, but future Red Wing on their team, Patrick Kane. God damn I'm bringing that back. I'm bringing that shit back just up that was, that. that was my biggest worry of facing the Blackhawks this weekend. Is I was uh, not only, not only, Mike, are you going to bring it up today? You're also going to bring it up on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't. We don't. Turns out we don't need Patrick Kane anymore. We've got uh, going to be an All Star, Bobby Ryan. Man, I, I can't. I just can't believe it. Um, well, actually, yeah, to finish my thought, um, I, I was talking with Grant and saying, 
you know, yeah. like lo- losing all those leads, like getting blown out, uh, kind of thing was was maybe something. Uh, you know, I, I have uh, I felt a little bad for. Of course, um, you know, as I mentioned, uh, him hosting a Chicago Blackhawks show. I mean, how much pity am I really going to have for a team I hate so much? But uh, you, you, you just like I was trying to set him up. Like this is what you're ready for, and it's nice to know that at least so far this season. It's not, you know, I mean, we were all tweeting it in those third periods, like, oh boy, here we go. And now we have, we have a couple games now. Uh, and even the game we lost, you know, it was good to see Bobby Ryan get in on there uh, with about a minute to go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it just, it does show a spirit right now that they've got. I think a lot of it is fueled by, one, it's fueled by Zadina, who we predicted early on would have good legs uh, because he, he's coming over from Europe and he's ready to go. Uh, two, uh, obviously Bobby Ryan. Three, Mike, I, I think Dylan Larkin's playing some of the nastiest, grittiest hockey I've seen uh, in, in a while, and that includes him scrapping with Rowinski, which, you know, fine, it's cute. Uh, but, uh, you know, like this. Well, Bobby Ryan was out there fighting, too. Absolutely. He had some fighting I, words. Yeah. I just I was describing it to uh, to to Grant again in the interview you guys are going to hear, um, and it's just something where it looks like his motor just isn't quitting this year, and and you even see the elation like on every uh, goal uh, on his face, everything that he's a part of, he is so freaking happy. Like this, really, he's really carrying this team. Like this is my team, and and so far we've seen. The, the goal's going up for Bobby Ryan, but if there's a guy I've got to pick that just has a nonstop motor every time he's out there, it it is a thousand percent. And this isn't shocking to anyone because uh, we know he's got talent. We know he cares, but it, it is a thousand percent Dylan Larkin so far. And I challenge you all to watch that guy skate around the ice after that first game where he was, you know, on his heels a little bit um, was, was kind of at fault. I would say on a couple of, uh, definitely some chances, but uh, certainly the first goal of the season. But uh, he's come around, uh, I almost said 360, but 180. And <laughs> that motor has not quit since. Um, but, yeah, all, all that wrapped together. It's it's 500 hockey. You know, like we still <laughs> – we're not we're not winning this division. We we know that, but it's still fun to see. Like this is this is going to be interesting hockey for the whole year. It's probably Mike. If anything, um, it won't be as easy to watch because we might tease ourselves a little bit, like I am right now. Especially with the Blackhawks coming up, we could come out of this weekend two games above five hundred because the Blackhawks suck. Um, but anyway, no, Mike. Uh, I would say uh, yeah. two, couple of kind of exciting trends. Um, one for a, a bad reason. Shame on us for not foreseeing this. Uh, but the taxi squad has gotten a lot of play, unfortunately, uh, thanks to our buddy Uncle COVID. Um, <laughs> for some reason, we thought whoever was in that taxi cab was, you know, maybe going to get peppered in once or twice. But whew, we're four games into the season. We've already had, you know, multiple people having to, you know, get get scratched uh because of the pandemic uh but it, at least it means you know we've gotten to see the bromades we've gotten to see the rasmussen is out there matt uh we had a giant lineup uh with him and uh mantha uh it was pretty cool to see them play together um um uh, with blashill kind of mixing up the lines uh, you know as we get into games three and four just to kind of you know spread the wealth of that you know bertuzzi larkin mantha magic um and the other trend that i definitely you know, want to probably tear my rotator cuff for patting myself on the back. I predicted this. 
I predicted a, a 500 team, Matt, because you're playing the same team a couple games in a row. You get a series. You get time to make adjustments. You get used to each other. And I think teams are, you know, kind of sleeping on us a little bit. So they're kind of letting us get in the game. Uh, but kidding aside, um, it's been a there's a real spark when uh, Bobby Ryan's out there, not just scoring goals. Um, you know, we, we got to hear it from Zadina. He's like, I love playing with Bobby Ryan. Love it. Um you know, it's not just that it's, you know, a new voice in the locker room. It's, you know, positivity, a guy with skill. Um, mm-hmm. You can be as positive as you want, but if you can't put pucks in nets, who cares? Uh, Bobby Ryan does not have that issue. Um, I think he likes playing with Zadina as well. Um, really excited to watch those guys uh, kind of develop, and, uh, you know, even more chemistry. And uh, whew, it's uh, it's nice to be optimistic for once. Uh, I think the goaltending has been pretty solid, Matt. And uh, just I know there's a couple worms on defense we might want to touch on today. But, uh, yeah, got to be got to be happy with uh, probably the best two in, you know, four points out of four games uh, than anybody's ever been. So, well, I, I mean, like some of the things that you brought up, I want to touch on too, because it, it looked like when you're, you're trying to figure out what the hell, what the hell are we getting right? Uh, like when we're playing good and, and would we look so bad in game one, a lot of it actually, like I think because our strategy is to limit opportunities. A lot of this is coming from if we can win the faceoff game, and uh, we've been doing a lot better since game one. And that includes Rasmussen, who's five of nine. So he's at least above the threshold of 500 on that. So he's winning more than he's losing. Uh, a lot of that coming from uh, Glenn Denning. But, uh, I mean, to, to come back to who's who's probably has the most responsibility in that faceoff circle so far, uh, Dylan Larkin is, is uh, 42 out of uh, about uh, 42 is 73. So he's above that 50% threshold playing other teams, top lines, and just giving us that opportunity to start with the puck. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I, it really is. It's one of those things where I probably sound like the guy who's like, you know what won the game for the lions this week? Special teams. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I, and I hate that guy. But faceoffs, I, 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 they have—they're more right. They're more important than special teams in football. Um, I, it's well, it's I everything. Mean, if this strategy is going to work, of let's nobody's going to get, a, nobody's going to get a ton of opportunities. We're not going to get a ton of opportunities, but especially them, we even limit those opportunities even further if we win those faceoffs. So I think. Right now, that looks to be the difference between us having a complete crap show of a game and us being right in these games up until the last minute, and of course, winning in overtime uh, in game number two against Columbus. But, Mike, I, I walked over you. No, I, I was just uh, going to be on the coattails of that one. I, you know, that first game when uh, Fabry was uh, was getting his feet wet as a center in a, in a game that, you know, mattered in the standings, I, I think he went like 1 for 10 or 0 for 8 or some awful, you know, two, ratio two like 14. that. Um, two of 14. Two of 14. Once he started to just kind of get used to it, you know, we don't need him to, you know, we don't need him to be Yannick Perot out there. Uh, we just yeah. need him to be, you know, you know, get get near like 50% or so, maybe even a little below, but just something near 50. Um, and I know he was out the last game, but, you know, once you start winning, you know, half or more of those faceoffs, it really makes a difference. Uh, you know, once you, you had Bobby Ryan out there on a second scoring line with Zadina, really makes a difference once you have bobby ryan out there on the power play uh it's starting to make a difference so 
Uh, <laughs> I did not think that, uh, I think we were all excited to see Bobby play, but my God, I didn't realize he'd be this indispensable uh, for the success of this Red Wings team uh, like we're seeing now. Uh, but at least uh, outside of that, you know, Mantha has not really gotten going yet. So it's it's still encouraging to, you know, think that the Red Wings are, are not firing on, on all cylinders yet. Um, there's still a couple other big stars who aren't, you know, quite putting up the numbers that we'd like to see yet. So it, it means that at least there's a little a little more depth than last year. So it's not totally hopeless if, you know, there's two guys, uh, two or three guys not scoring. Yeah, and I, I, I'd like to, you know, we, we start with this game one here on Columbus. And uh, the, what I tweeted right after the game was, this is kind of confusing because possession and the scoring chances say we won. <laughs> and that, you know, that was like the first time this season that we could say that. we The, the Corsi was 52%. The high danger scoring chances uh, were 63%. And then the expected goals was uh, around 60%. So, from, I mean, right there, that's that's like a 3-2, to two, vic, two to 2-1, 3-2 victory, depending on the scoring chances that are coming out there. Um, and I, I threw out there, like, I'm trying to figure out how did we lose this with that domination. And you brought up, Mike, earlier, we were going to take a dump on some of our defensemen. Uh, I think it starts and ends with Mark Stahl so far. So here's here's my case, okay? I'm going to say we lost game one, and I know it's ridiculous to put it on one guy because there's 18 guys and a goalie, right? Yeah. Maybe sometimes the goalie, if he has such a, a crap show, you can say it was this goalie's fault. Mike, we are limiting chances on the ice. That's our game for both sides. Okay. We're all in agreement. That's what we're trying to do. Um, I, I'm going to take the words from Max Boltman who calls it a low event style of gameplay. Um, again, what you're doing there is bringing down the, the talent level. If you're going to be outskilled when you're looking at guys from an eyeball test, now you're taking it, you're, you're trying to cut that in half, like how, how much that skill is going to affect uh, your team's, lack of skill i think we're seeing you know maybe that's not so true but how you can come up to their compete level is by just ensuring that nobody's really getting shot chances and that's uh really playing tough in the neutral zone making the entrances and exits out of zones extremely difficult playing a lot tighter um and, that, and that's where you focus it's just that the, the 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 hurt there is on your own offensive scoring chances so mike if we're not going to get any it means you have to take advantage of those scoring chances. And that's where Mark Stahl comes in, who led the team, Mike, in individual expected goals, which means that he had the absolute best scoring chance, which was the empty net. He rang off the post. That's right. Empty netter off the post. Red Wings lose by one goal. So let's continue this thread. The Red Wings are limiting chances. So that means if you're going to limit them, they have to be difficult chances. You can't give up easy one-on-ones or breaks. And Mark Stahl not only helped give up the puck, but then left the ice on Pierre-Luc Dubras' goal, making it one-on-one with Stetcher, which Stetcher is part of some of the blame here. Is a little weak on the effort for taking down Dubois. I don't know if at that point, because Dubois has the skill, if maybe... You, you play him a little bit harder and, and take the penalty. You don't want to give him a, a penalty shot. But I'm putting less on this on Stetcher and more on Mark Stahl because this is a team game, Mike. Stahl stays on the ice. Dubois does not get the chance that he gets. Mike, you're limiting chances. Mark Stahl screws one of them up. 
He also creates one for the other team. If he's not at complete fault, he's at least number one on the crap list. That, yeah. like, when we win the possession game and the chance game, you've got to find how that, that, that failed you. I say Mark Stahl. Yeah, he's had yeah, a couple rough that. games for sure. Um, I I can't remember um, the national guys. I can't remember if I heard it was was it Eddie Olchuk still does that job or McGuire. Um, they were calling uh, like a replay of the of the Red Wings, and I think Mark Stahl managed to make a good play. And uh, I can't remember if it was McGuire Olchuk, and they, he was just talking up. Oh, look at Mark Stahl still got it. And then the very next like three seconds, Stahl gave up a goal, and he's like, "Well, I just finished saying something nice about him." Uh, so, um, I think, uh, still even seeing that, you know, Mark Stahl, you know, be at the end of his career, it happens. It's still encouraging for me because in the past couple of seasons, you could almost just collectively say, oh man, our team sucks. But now you can just say, oh man, that player sucks. And it's better than you know, saying, to, having a, you know, with a wide brush, just kind of paint the whole team as bad. You know, we could kind of see where, uh, you know, if you had Mo Sider in that spot, uh, my God, where this where this team could start to be defensively. Um, it, it could be a strength. Um, I just feel feel bad for poor uh, uh, Merrill uh, having a <laughs> having to play uh, two sides of the ice at the same time. So hopefully, hopefully, he gets a Gatorade and, uh, and a nice orange slice for all that hard work he's going to be doing. Um, uh, that. Uh, Stetcher for the the most part. Oh, Merrill, I think they switched it up already. Uh, but it, I mean, it, we're talking. He's getting an orange no. slice, like I told you. This, I mean, this is the complaint from this is the main complaint from Red Wings fans is the constant blender of of lines. So it's always tough to keep up with with Jeff Blashill. So I I mean, at any point in the game, Mark Stahl's playing with anybody. Um, I. I mean, there's not too much to say outside of that. Like, uh, I, I think he's a pretty easy target right now. If I made the, you know, I made the comment that he led the team in individual expected goals on that game. And then, of course, in the next game, uh, his, and, and this is basically tracking, um, it, like, nobody's going to score every game, right? So, Except you're basically Ryan. breaking you're breaking the individual expected goal mark when, when you score because statistically nobody's going to be scoring <laughs> just like from an individual basis but you right. add them all up and eventually game after game you you earn a goal so when i say that mark Stahl's score was zero that means from his shots shot attempts on the ice none of them there there wasn't a shot attempt that came close to registering as scoring chains so it's just one of those things where we saw the game, the the game, the first game. He had probably the primo best shot to score and rang it off the post. So it's just for me, I'm I'm gonna like I said, he's he's an easy target. It's silly to say the game was one guy's fault, but the the numbers are there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So game number two, Mike, we win. So I think this is where the fun comes into play, and uh, I I think uh, I think it would be fun to share a couple of these. Um, couple of these goals and it starts with uh you were, you were talking about the struggles of of anthony mantha and you kind of hope that something's going to fall in his lap to get him rolling and uh lo and behold uh that is exactly what happened if i could get this lined up 
where the puck bounces off, uh, I believe, off of Bertuzzi's skate and then right to Manta, as I put it, the look what I found goal. Um, <laughs> like, look, Manta played a lot better in uh, this fourth game in the second against Columbus, but uh, I think we can all agree we expect a lot more than than this being the goal that's on <laughs> that's on the record books. Um we, we want to see the guy who scored four goals against Montreal or uh, was it against Montreal or Dallas or was it Anaheim? I don't uh, know. It was I don't know. <laughs> one, of those, one of those teams. <laughs> yeah, it, but we you know, know it feels like it was Montreal. If it wasn't Montreal, it just feels like it. All right. No, uh, they were a part of those victories in the start of the season. It might've been Anaheim. No, but anyway, that, that four goal performance, like that's, that's what we want to see. And maybe not, we don't expect four goals because we were just talking about the individual expected goals and how unlikely it is for everyone to score one goal in a game. Uh, it, it just, this, this can't be it. And I, I and I'm happy for Manta. I, I think uh, this was fun, but um, to that point, this, this needs to get better for us to go, okay, maybe that March where I, where I said it's possible for us to be thinking playoffs in March, not saying we're a playoff team, but uh, as I described it, it, Matt guaranteed it. No, get on no. Draft Kings. Put your bottom dollar no. on it. Matt said playoffs. Listen, what I'm saying is that like beat writers will mention it. Like when we're eight points out, they're like, "Well, if we win these next four games and this team, if we can win out four, in February and March and exactly. April, we'll be That's an 11th true. seed. And then if somebody else loses out, those three, but we're in." <laughs> so I'm saying we're in. What I'm saying is that it'll be a part of the conversation. Uh, but like to that end, if we want to have more fun hockey, if we want that to be part of what we're seeing, then more. You know what? Less I, of that. I don't know, more I don't know why DraftKings is our sponsor. It should be Kool-Aid because you've been drinking a lot of it these past couple days. Let me tell you. <laughs> that, that red and white Kool-Aid, huh? Woo-hoo! A little fruit punch well, and white uh, cherry uh, for Matt. Woo! <laughs> it's also, hey, how long uh, is, uh, what's the delay on UPS delivering your Bobby Ryan jersey? Uh, it says it's going to take about two. Oh, damn you, you piece of garbage. You didn't uh, rush no, order I, it? Yeah, I knew where you were coming from. Did you rush uh, order it after that fourth goal? Well, let's take a peek at it. Uh, there he is celebrating. How cute. Did oh, you, you know does, what, yours say, does yours say Ryan on it or does it say Bobby? <laughs> With two heart emojis on either side. <laughs> um, yeah, I, like, I'm all about this. Like, this is and put a little put a little C on it. <laughs> give the C from like or you could put like a like an A how about an A plus <laughs> that'd be cute uh yeah. yeah I mean who's not a Bobby Ryan fan right now I mean he Mike talk about drinking the Kool-Aid I mean when this guy got interviewed after his, his first goal he shot up right away like why are you here Steve Eiserman uh, which we're cool. I'm fine with. I'm not, I'm only like partially teasing. That's really awesome that that's what rattles off his tongue from the moment he's asked that question. But yeah. um, I mean, who's not a fan of this is all good. This is everything. Mike, we joked on Twitter, like before the season started, we said, well, what do we do if Bobby Ryan has 20 goals and like, we're sniffing a playoff spot or something like that. Or, or you know, like, are, are you still going to trade him? Are you going to trade him right when he hits that 20 goal mark? And, you know, people responded like, Haha, listen, doofus, he's going to have like three, four goals tops. You yeah. know what? He already did that. Woo! So. 
I really hope he gets the five goals. It would really well, suck probably. if he stopped at three or four goals, man. Oh my god. But yeah, let's let's. I mean, this is a time to celebrate. Like this is if we're talking about a guy that we were ultimately going to trade. The trade value is just going through the roof right now. I mean, he doesn't just, he's not just scoring. He looks really good doing it, right? Like, we're not being ridiculous here. Like, he look, he's skating so well on the ice and making hey, his points. hold so, on. Don't you dare discredit a, a goal just because, you know, it doesn't look cool, all right? Bertuzzi got a game-winning goal, all right? I don't care if it bounced off his nutsack. That still counts, so we got to win, man. Woo! <laughs> All right, I'll pull that one up too because I uh, I immediately shot up from my couch and I was like, oh, I'll get a couple likes on on Twitter if I share this one. Uh, there's our boy uh, Larkin throwing it at the net and just watching the sucker bounce. Right oh, I, you know what? That's hitting him in the nuts, right? Because I saw people online afterwards saying it hit him in the tushy, like. That's nowhere tushy. near the tush. That's right in the cojones. What's that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty totally... impressed with Bertuzzi that he wasn't doubled over in pain. Uh, that was that was pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is what it's all about. This is this is where the wins come from. That's when I, I'm ragging on Mark Stahl for missing those empty netters. Uh, and for for everybody who's, who's hey. missing this and just listening to the podcast, <laughs> not watching me on YouTube. I have a quick question. I apologize. If you carom and you point it with your skate, that's no goal. But is it okay if you do this? Like, uh, just kind of, uh, just kind of like flex forward. Is that okay? Yes. Uh, like we saw, like even I, with Bobby Ryan's goal uh, in the previous game, like he was kind of like chesting that one in there. The big question was, you know, uh, he got pushed into the net, so that's why they were originally not going to allow the Bobby Ryan goal. Uh, but yeah. he, I mean, uh, you know, did he charge the net or did he get pushed in? So then it got allowed. Uh, but you could tell, like, I, I don't care what anybody says. He did get pushed into the net, but he directed his body into that puck to knock it in. Like that a thousand percent is where his head was at. Uh, and you know, we're all the better for it, but, um, yeah, you can, you can gyrate into the net. Um, it's cause that's something you can, that's playing that same game. That's where you can hide it. You can just, you know, I had an itch and did get readjust uh, the strap your jack strap so ugh, you just knock <laughs> it in um i mean we saw uh you know when we won the stanley cup we saw was it uh draper that took one right in the teeth against the yeah. dallas stars so yeah you can you can headbutt it in just don't grab gotta, it and just don't kick it we gotta reach out to a uh, friend of the show max boltman and see if uh at practice red wings are working on their gyrations oh 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 yeah. All right, Larkin, flick one at me. Oh. Um, but yeah, um, outside of that, Matt, uh, are we ready to dive into our games here? Yeah, let's uh, let's <clears throat> let's do this. Um, we are. Uh... All right, you know what? Yeah, let's just do who's that Pokemon. I'm sorry. Ready, Mike? Oh, I'm always ready for that, Matt. Who's that? Yeah, one of our favorite games on the show, where I get to take a quote cherry pick from your beloved, usually head coach Jeff Blaschel. It's read by guest friend of the show, Paul Woods. Matt, today's no exception. Um, as always, I will throw you the lifeline. Do you want your brother to read it or Paul Woods? Um, a thousand percent, I want Paul Woods. 
Matt, go fuck yourself. So here comes Paul Woods. Uh, he's a big fan of mine and a bigger fan of reading these quotes. Man, does he love being on Who's That Pokemon? He won't stop talking about Who's That Pokemon. So without further ado, here we go. Hey there, uh, brothers. A uh, couple of guys doing a Red Wing podcast. That's what we need is more podcasts out in the universe. So uh, here's what we're going to do. We actually got a quote. Matt, you're going to try and guess uh, who that quote uh, is referring to. It's from uh, captain of your Detroit Red Wings, uh, Dylan Larkin. So immediately, you know, Dylan Larkin is probably not talking about himself, or maybe he is. Are you ready? Go for it. <clears throat> Blank has done a uh, great job. I think he's created tons of chances. He's a huge body who has really worked on his skating. So he's getting up and down. He's making plays. He's winning big face-offs for us. He's digging in. He's battling. End quote. Matt. Who's that quote about? Now, when you said he has a big body, did you mean a big Bobby? No, no, it's uh, Michael Rasmussen. No doubt in my mind, because he's winning faceoffs. He's got the big body. Why would he be talking about that when it's it's you know Bobby Ryan or Man? You know, none, none of that adds up. It's only Michael Rasmussen. I don't know, mate. Could be talking about Mark Stahl, big body, <laughs> winning all those faceoffs. All right, no, you you're right, Mark Stahl. <laughs> I changed my answer. Matt, Matt is off the schneid. It is, he's got a horrible nickname. It's just Raz. Ew. It's actually, it feels Raz like a raspberry. I think that approved, but it's just R-A-S. Raz. Raz has done a great oh, job. Razzmatazz. Hey, Razzmatazz. Yo, Raspberry, why don't you snap one off? <laughs> yeah. So, Matt, that was, who's that Pokemon? Ew. Hey, yeah. no, that's uh, that's a nice easy one. I may have heard that quote um, spoken. Oh man, <laughs> stop doing your who's that Pokemon homework? God, <laughs> find something else to do. Raise your child. Raise this your is, child. This is all I've got. This is all I've got. Uh, hey, little girl, want me to read you a story? Rasmussen has done a great job. Dylan Larkin said Tuesday night, and then I won. Who's that Pokemon? <laughs> I should start reading that to her. That's a good idea. <laughs> All right, so uh, Mike, uh, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick this series. I, I'm gonna let everybody know we're actually keeping track of our, our records right now. And um, myself, Mike, and uh, our blogger Jesse, uh, we all have had wins and losses so far. So we're two and two. Um, we've just flipped games that we've actually picked uh incorrectly and correctly um so i mike for this weekend yes. i'm gonna go two wins uh we'll we'll figure out exactly where the the puck line falls but i'm guessing that we're actually gonna be favored <coughs> to win but i have no problem with us getting to that two goal mark uh so I'll, I'll say if it's wins i'm picking red wings if we're playing puck line i'm gonna flip-flop it for one of the games and say one of them will be close but we are gonna win two games uh so yes yeah. uh is saturday nationally televised sunday friday and sunday oh uh matt give me a win on sunday i think bobby ryan's gonna have a hat trick on friday <laughs> is going to be a loss because we're still doing 50 50. all right i'm all there for it all right well uh with that folks uh we're going to go into our uh, conversation with grant for from uh hungry for hawks we can get a little more in depth in what's coming up this weekend and uh hear it from 
the Blackhawks podcast themselves to get a little more detail on uh, what's going on with their team injury wise, who's actually going to be taking the ice. And we do go a little bit deeper into what went wrong with the Blackhawks and how they're still without a win this year. Like how, how did that happen? And it's not just uh, the injuries and guys not playing this year. I think we all know this, this is going a little bit worse than it should for the Blackhawks. And uh, we have some ideas from Grant. So uh, and then, back, uh, uh, I think we're also going to touch with uh, Grant and see, um, you know, if they want a fourth round pick for Patrick Kane. You know, Mike, that didn't come up. Surprisingly, uh, that would have been the uh, first issue in my interview. But, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's make sure I got this all queued up correctly. <coughs> uh, everyone, I'm, I think I jump into an intro. So uh, enjoy. All right, everybody, as promised, we're going to take a jump around uh, that uh, central division presented by Discover. Uh, we spoke with Kane's Train Podcast, and, uh, I, you know, things went pretty well. If you're a Red Wings team that walks away with a split series, I think that's pretty good. Uh, so today, we've got Grant from Hungry for Hawks Talk Podcast, because I was going to, I wrote down Hungry for Hawks, and that, that's not enough. You, we're not We're not talking food here. We are talking... Blackhawks conversations. Um, you know what? I I gotta say, like, as as a Red Wings fan, I I have a picture that pops up. I don't know if you use Time Hop. I have one that pops up, obviously on a yearly basis, of me in Chicago uh, at the team store, flipping off that logo, <laughs> and it warms my heart every single time that it comes up. And uh, just like how this season's probably going to turn out for us. It's going to turn out similar, uh, similarly for the Blackhawks. <laughs> and I couldn't be happier. I, I do, I, I, I guess to turn things more like, um, <clears throat> you know, with or no animosity between us, um, I do apologize for what you're about to go through. <laughs> I, I know what it feels like. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, I guess we did want to establish maybe, uh, maybe a bet here to see who's going to land, uh, that first pick, I think we have some discussions in regards to uh, are we going to wait till after the lottery or are we just going to see who finishes last? <laughs> but uh, anyway, as, as uh, we both know, we've got a couple of games coming up uh, Friday and then we are the NBC game of the week Sunday afternoon. Oh, oh boy. Man. Yeah, I, uh, I, I made fun of the Red Wings. Um, I, I don't know how you feel about that, but... Um, yeah, we'll we'll be showing off to the rest of the league. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm throwing that out there for you. Uh, sounds like uh, you were prepared to hear that news. How how does that make you feel? How are you are you worried about showing off those Blackhawks on Sunday? Boys, this is must watch hockey. Detroit versus the Chicago Blackhawks. Are you kidding me? What else are you going to be watching on Sunday night, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon? Uh, it's not like football's going on or anything like that. So tune into that. I mean, fuck. Detroit versus Chicago. Let's go. Uh, I was going to say too earlier there, Matt. I mean, yeah, if you just uh, ended at hungry for Hawks, I, I don't think, I, I don't think Hawks would be a particularly yummy type of food. So definitely the Hawks talk, get that in there. So, um, but yeah, you don't, you don't think that one falls under the taste like chicken banner. I don't, I, I think they're a lot more leaner. I don't, I don't think there's much meat on a, uh, on a hawk. So we got to find, find a chubby hawk. So, yeah, I gotta find a chubby hawk. All right, so this Maybe, is what uh, everybody, <laughs> everybody tuned in here. Um, 
Well, uh, so this is how this is how we played it um, in the last episode where I was uh, speaking with the, the Canes train. Um, basically, I mean, what we're looking at is series by series. So you know, hopefully, I, I can actually make this work for your podcast next time, and I can come on and we can do more like a, a chit chat thing. But um, I, I I can't help but look at this and be so excited by by the Red Wings. Um, Geez, the 500 start, quite a hot start for us. <laughs> and and just start, you know, licking my chops uh, with Chicago coming up next. <laughs> I mean, the whole ice thing is out the window. Uh, I, I think uh, Bobby Ryan has decided that he wants to find a Stanley Cup contender by the trade <laughs> deadline. So, I, I mean, honestly, like top level, we go, let's, let's take as far a macro view as we can take a look at this. Um, I got to say, I, I'd be silly to not think we're at least coming out with one win, but I feel pretty good about two right now. And man, I wouldn't blame you on that front. I mean, starting a season, tripping out of the gate, oh, three and one. Uh, at least we got the one point, though. That's um, I am. I am happy with the one point. Yeah. And to be completely honest with you, too, there, Matt, I mean, I am over the moon. I, I talked about this earlier in my episode with uh, with my co-host, Dylan. Uh, I'm happy with with the way, like, not happy with the way the, play, the boys are playing. I'm just happy with where the season is going. I mean, if you're going to pick one season to suck, a shortened 56-game season is the season to suck. Yeah. Um, Get it out of the way. I'm happy for that top three pick. I, I want, I, I was saying earlier in my podcast too, I want to get hashtag power down for Owen trending on Twitter amongst Blackhawks nation. Uh, <laughs> I, I think this is the year. I mean, when else would be the year to do this? Jonathan Taves is out for an indefinite amount of time um, with an illness. Kirby doc injured his wrist in his first shift at the world juniors. Uh, there's, there's no other reason to, to try this season. I mean, <laughs> we have every excuse to suck. We don't have an NHL caliber goaltender. This is the year. Let's just suck, get the top three pick and, uh, and get out of here. We're laughing next year. Well, here's, here's the, you know, like with the Red Wings situation, we immediately jump into like, like everybody's going into 2021 draft and we're like, Oh, what are you doing? Let's look at 2022. Uh, so <laughs> So I, I hope that you're not playing that game. Uh, but I mean, chances are it, neither one of us are going to be taking a huge leap over the next couple of years. So uh, we, we were actually working on our, our hashtags for 2021 pretty early on. So we, we've got, uh, let me know what you think about these. We've got uh, snuff the spark to land Brant Clark. Uh, we're, we're huge into rhyming here, by the way. Uh, <laughs> hashtag uh, fed to the crows for Carson Lambos. Uh, okay. Turn and cower for Owen Power. That will be uh, that's the one we're <laughs> competing on. Uh, lose a ton for Edmondson. Uh, only problem is he's he's kind of dropped a little bit in regards yeah. to where he was uh, a couple of months ago. And then uh, my favorite, of course, Atu Ratu can't really decide where he wants to be in the prospect rankings, but uh, <laughs> he made it because he's got a fun name. So it's uh, hashtag Play Like Doo Doo for Atu Ratu. Uh, I like that. <laughs> I like that one the best. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just based on that, that'll be the guy we're hoping for. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, to, to quickly touch on the, the 2021 draft talk, um, I know I, I, I'd almost have to tease you because you said looking for that top three draft pick, but you got to throw in that number four in there, my man, because we <laughs> know it all too well. 
how likely that is. You and uh, Ottawa, I guess. But even, exactly. Um, <laughs> even to that point, I mean, this is going to be a good draft to not need to win uh, the first pick. I, I, I mean, I just said it right at the top there. Like these have been fluctuating on a month monthly basis, if not weekly. Yeah. Where it was something like two years in advance, in advance we were saying uh, Lafreniere, um, and despite what uh, you know Hughes looked like before uh, a couple days ago, uh, yeah, you right. Know, he he was still recognized as number one for for a while, and then uh, you know again, this is such an odd way to put it because he had such a great game the other night. Yeah, uh, but before then, did he really look like a first pick? Not so much. So I, I at least like the fact that in this year it, it is such a toss up and uh, I'm assuming that the, these things are going to change in a little bit too. You know, like we'll go another month in, somebody else will have a hot streak. And, and it, you know, it is funny too. Like uh, when I was first making these, it, it was Ratu that was at the top of the list. And I think part of that is because we like to go forward first uh, in the NHL and, and draft wise, but Again, I think just uh, not not that I should be rooting for the Blackhawks as as a Red Wings fan, but um, you know, once you put a face on something, I can't I, I can't be I can't be mean now. I, I see you. <laughs> You're right there. I can't be mean. Anyway, um, but I, I I completely agree with that sentiment. Like this is uh, to your point that that year we're failing is going to be it's going to work out pretty good for a lot of <laughs> a lot of us. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, as long as you're not a playoff team, which uh, even right now with the Red Wings hot start, we're still outside. We're number five in the division. So any any of those teams that that uh, sit outside, uh, I mean, they're they're going to have a pretty good shot for probably the top six guys. Uh, and that's that's saying a lot because even uh, even this past season, I mean, the Red Wings got Lucas Raymond, but um, you know, one of the games you're playing there with your prospects is is he actually going to be on the team next year? And there's actually still a conversation about that. I, I hope he is. I think he should be, but uh, that's more along the lines of like individual prospect to prospect. But with this upcoming draft class, I think we all are going to have a pretty good shot at adding someone that'll be on the roster, at least uh, for all of us shitty teams <laughs> that'll be on the roster uh, in those, those first two years. So I, to that, to that uh, good on you. Uh, good going. Um, so let, let's talk. Uh, let's let's talk what's currently going on. Um, you, we touched on it a little bit. Uh, I, I I part of this was me getting set up to discuss. Um, so I I apologize here, but I, I was ready to discuss for the Chicago Blackhawks fans what's going on for the Red Wings. So I'm just gonna have to spin this around and just turn the mic and the spotlight on you and just give us you know give us a rundown of of exactly what the Blackhawks did uh, besides, besides the injuries. Uh, but wh- what are we looking at from a roster uh, perspective? We know, like you said, who, who's out uh, due to injuries. And uh, I think we all saw what happened goaltending wise, but um, what are we looking at through your first four games? Like what, what do we see in top, top to bottom here? Well, top to bottom, I would probably say that uh, the team isn't playing like they have the chemistry yet. So Um, you know, I, I already talked about this with my co-host earlier too. Uh, what we find is that there it's, it's a lot of messy plays that, Mm -hmm. uh, that the Hawks are doing. Um, and it could be attributed to the amount of free agents that we brought in. There are a lot of new faces, um, with the Lucas Walmark and Matthias Janmark, 
Um, Andrew Shaw coming back into the fold. Uh, Nikita Zadorov on the back end. Ian Mitchell playing his first season. Um, lots of young guys stepping into the lineup. The Pius Suters, the Brandon Hagels, who got his first uh, who got his first game of the season in yesterday, and Philip Kurashev, who got his first goal of the season um, last night against the Florida Panthers as well. The I find that the the team just isn't cohesive yet. Like they they haven't figured out how to play with each other. Um, my co-host Dylan says that uh, he finds that the team is kind of playing a more individualistic t- style of play where they're kind of each individual is trying to be the hero, make the big play um, instead of playing as a team, using your, your teammates, uh, finding the open guy and, and getting the puck out. It's, it's been a lot of running around in our own end. Um, when we get into the offensive zone, when we stumble into the offensive zone, uh, <laughs> we kind of just throw it around and the passes aren't crisp. So the only guy who's actually playing well is Patrick Kane. And of course that's, that makes sense. But I, right. I do feel that um, not having our number one center and captain part of the team, Jonathan Taves uh, to start the season really has affected uh, the lines and, and the players mentality. Um, I don't understand why Keith and Murphy are having so much trouble to start the season. Uh, they've been at the center of, of, of a few atrocious giveaways and poor defensive plays. Uh, but I mean, I, I think they're just, just start starting to figure things out um, or trying to figure things out. I mean, when your goalie gives up five goals every night, it's not overly the best either. And um, the only good thing that's going for us right now is, is our power play. Uh, we've scored a power play goal in all four games. So, which is, a big step up since I our, mean, our power play was atrocious last year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like when you're, when you're looking at, uh, I'm cheating here and pulling up uh, through hockey reference, like that 863 is the best goaltending save percentage. You guys <laughs> are tossing out there. Like we, yeah. I, I am too familiar with what, uh, you know, like what that feels like on a night to night basis to know. And, and again, we're, we're four games in, but um I, I still think that's a low enough number uh, between those uh, three guys. Uh, so that, that's interesting too, to see that uh, uh, is, is this gone to taxi for any COVID reasons and uh, forgive my uh, ignorance of, of the Blackhawks situation, but, or is this just strictly, let's see if one of these guys can make this work. It, it's a hundred percent. Just let's see what we have in these three guys. I mean, <laughs> we know Malcolm Subban has has always been a project. Uh, right. Colin Delia played pretty well when um, Corey Crawford went down with his concussion symptoms uh, a couple seasons ago. He stepped in and played league average, but to start the season, he's looked awful. I mean, um, just just bad. I mean, there are stretches where he's played pretty well, but some of the goals that he's let in are are too soft and. I mean, Lankin and yesterday was his first NHL start and he's jumping in from the AHL. So um, never played any type of NHL uh, games. We also have to put into account that, you know, these guys didn't really get a training camp. They got like what, two weeks. Right. Uh, Like I said, a lot of new faces coming in. It's, it's not, it's not enough time for, for guys to get comfortable with each other, to, to know where each other are. And you can see it in the game. I mean, the Hawks players don't know where everybody is. They, they're just throwing the puck around, hoping that it'll find some tape, but it never seems to get there. I mean, and I, I'm not uh, going to say this just to, to rag on the Hawks because I hear, I hear your tone from last year. 
Um, <laughs> but, uh, and I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm sitting here going, now the Red Wings are good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like the, those five full games. I mean, we, we were, we were going to break a record last year for uh, most, you know, four plus goal losses, at least in like the modern hockey era. So it, it was something, um, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of effort to be that bad. And I know how frustrating <laughs> it can be to, to watch that for a full season. So again, just to, to kind of reiterate that uh, initial <laughs> idea throughout there, I, I do feel your pain there. But I, I like from the Red Wings perspective, this really does feel like, uh, and, and for, for our podcast, what we've been discussing uh, over the, the last couple of weeks is how incredibly easy it'll be to look like a playoff team in March with just like a hot week. And coming along with that seems to be a Columbus Blue Jackets team that can't score. And who knows if the Dallas Stars are ever going to play a hockey game. <laughs> and uh, like, I, 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 to, be, to be completely honest, I don't even know what that means for their practice schedule. I mean, you talk about how weird, uh, you know, us to start the season missed out on, on a real training camp, a real preseason. I wonder if it's going to be that much worse for another couple of weeks of Dallas Stars games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, to come to like kind of come back to this point, the Red Wings sit at two and two. They're going to have a Blackhawks team, as, as you're putting it, that's still scrambling to find themselves. Uh, and it's, this really does feel like there, there is an opportunity. And when I say look like a playoff team in March, I mean, you know, I, I still say if you're eight points out of a playoff, then the uh, local newspapers are still going to be writing like, here's if we win these yeah. four games <laughs> and those guys lose those those four like like that's that's kind of the the mindset that i'm looking for to kind of describe someone that's in like that bubble uh but th- this is it like this is those are those opportunities this is where the red wings uh i i think stole one uh from carolina they severely were outplayed just uh from a uh, uh, me watching that game uh actually i watched it twice uh the, the victory just to figure out what the hell we did right uh we because those don't come up very often do they <laughs> I'll tell you, on Monday, it was so weird because we were actually dominating play against the Columbus Blue Jackets for two periods. And then it was just kind of like, I I don't know if it's if it's torts, like turning the fire on between periods or if it was just us going, you know what? Two third periods overrated. Nobody needs it, Uh, (laughs) which which was a common theme for us last season. Uh, but again, just to kind of come to this point and then I'm going to bring it around how this affects the Blackhawks, but, uh, this, this could be those turning points. I think when this battle starts where the Red Wings have this fire right now, especially with Bobby Ryan playing hot, uh, you've got Dylan Larkin as the new captain that every time he's on the ice, the guy he's, he's always been you know, running those jets into overdrive and burning out all the fuel till the end of the game. Uh, but now it's like another level. It's like he needs to prove himself as captain of this team. I, I really see this as the Red Wings going, you know what? We can get these wins. Let's let's make Bobby Ryan think he should stay here. And to now spend this conversation. So again, me thinking the Red Wings want to take advantage of this. I, I really do think like we we're screwing things up in regards to this draft uh, because I, I, I do see us sneaking away. Like I said, at least with one win, uh, but uh, I do have that inkling of the two wins. And uh, like I said, bringing us back to the Blackhawks conversation, 
I think, yeah, you guys, you guys are going to get that, <laughs> that bottom spot in the division. <laughs> and this is that key first series. Because if I'm going to sit there and, and bullshit about uh, the playoffs and uh, being in that playoff conversation come March, uh, there's also the conversation of who's going to win the best odds for the NHL draft. And I think the same conversation happens. It's whoever goes out that cold start, the, you know, not the, not the hot start, but whoever has the coldest start. And this can really put a damper on whatever wings fans might have in their mind, whatever Steve Eiserman as the GM has in his mind for what he wanted to draft this year. But this is that huge, um, you know, it, it's almost, a joke the way I'm putting it right now, but uh, this is that huge point. The first, the first big uh, chess move, I, I think, in regards to getting that first pick. Um, I mean, from from the perspective of the, a Blackhawks fan, do you relish this opportunity now that I'm done with my uh, TED talk? Or do you relish this opportunity <laughs> to to kind of get the upper hand for that that bottom the, the bottom of the barrel? Yeah, I'll give you the two wins. Take them. Take them. I'm I could I could give those away like hotcakes. I don't care. Take the wins. Give us dig us a hole. I'd I'd be happy to to be in the bottom. Uh and I hope Dallas plays because right now Dallas is the only team without any points. And if the season ended today, then oh boy, <laughs> they get the best odds at number one. But um yeah, I mean I I you know what it is, Matt? I, I think it almost feels like I'm cheating to get the the top three spots. Because like I said, it's only a 56 game season. You guys had to slog through. I mean, last season it was only what? 68 something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But it was a historically bad season. You guys only had 17 wins. We were going for something. Like I mean, that, 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 yeah. 17 right on the button. Uh, that goal differential yeah. too. That was another one where in yeah. the modern era, we were coming for that. <laughs> we were coming for that record. <laughs> Um, yeah. I guess, so yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm cheating a little bit because, you know, we can, we can achieve that in 56 games. We can achieve a top three pick in, in 56 games. And that is less heartache for the average Blackhawks fan <laughs> than it would be in a regular season. And this is, again, the season to suck. The divisions are different. The schedule is different. You know, like everything is different about this season. So you know, if we can walk out of here with a top three pick, hell yeah, I'll, I'll keep losing. I'm down to, I'm down to keep losing. I, I gotta, we, this is where like last year when I was taking the tours through some of the different podcasts, um, I did get some shit because they were saying, how could you watch these games and be actively <laughs> rooting for them to lose? And I like, I, I just can't, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, Cause I, it sounds like we're going to be on the same page here, but like, the mediocrity does nothing for me. Uh, when the Red Wings were playing that game, like the marketing game of, oh, 22 straight playoffs, 23, 24, 25, I, I didn't give a shit. We were about to go in the first round and get destroyed. Uh, you know, and, and even if we got lucky and made it through a round, I'll, I'll never forget that, uh, that seven-game series with the Blackhawks. Like, deep down, I still had that pit of like, oh, my God, we don't belong here. What are we doing? We don't <laughs> Um, I guess we didn't blow at the time, but you could feel the things starting to turn in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I could legitimately look at that. And, and I think Red Wings fans will probably, you know, throw tomatoes at me if they were here. But uh, I mean, the Blackhawks were a better team at that point. But long story short, I, I just what 
what would be the point of, of wanting to be like the Minnesota Wild for so many years? You know, <laughs> sneaking into the playoffs and then, yeah. you know, I guess the hands of the Blackhawks going down. But like it, it does that that does nothing. Maybe I maybe I hate maybe I don't like sports as much as everybody else. Maybe like that's what was thrown at me last year. And I'll go, OK, I mean, I'm still going to watch every Wings game, but I get to laugh through it. I, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, how do you how do you feel about that? I, I know you're, yeah. you're kind of halfway there, but uh like pretend yeah. that person's in your face and, and telling you like, no, you got to struggle for playoffs year after year. Yeah. There's, there's no point. I mean, even like you made a good point, even when you said that, uh, you know, when you guys were in your 23rd, 24th, 25th year of making the playoffs, it, it was like, it got to the point where it was, Oh, it's just like your first round. Oh, it's just Detroit. Right. Like that, that mentality already. Oh, it's, it's just Nailed Detroit. It. More like second round. you don't go. want that you don't want to be that team you don't want to be the team where oh it's yeah oh, it's just arizona oh it's just fucking buffalo like you don't want to be that team right. like That's why right. would you want to suffer through that like you want to be terrible so that you can start to be good and it's not that i'm purposefully wanting them to lose i am genuinely happy when they score goals if they win a game great i'm happy for the team it's just what I'm looking for out of this season, you know, we made a a Magic School Bus. Do you ever watch Magic School Bus as a kid, Miss Frizzle? Yeah. Oh, yeah, made that reference. I'm looking for our players to get out there, make mistakes, um, get messy. You know, just fuck, just play the game and yeah. and understand the mistakes that you're making. Work to fix them and get better that way. Because there's 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 no reason to like you said to be a middling team. Like I was, I'm also a Flames fan. I'm a big Flames fan. I grew up in Calgary. Um, I've spent enough time being a middling team. Like the <laughs> Flames were also a very middling team. Um, so the fact that they're actually good this year uh, is is nice to watch as well. But yeah, it's 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 I've I've had enough of middling teams. Either be good or be terrible so that you can start to be good. Like don't don't do this Minnesota thing where you're signing random ass free agents to like veteran free agents to two long-term contracts, but um <laughs> well, yeah, I, That was a shot were, in the dark, uh, but you know. Yeah, I got you. Uh I had uh <laughs> from Puck Soup, I had uh, Ryan Lambert on a couple weeks ago and he said there's like in the odd year, you'll get, you know, one of the bottom teams will make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. But he said, overall, when you're watching hockey year to year, and I, I like how he put it because he at least had a number to look at. He said, there's there's the top eight <laughs> and the bottom eight. And you you either are at that point where you're, you're you never want to be struggling to get into the top eight. You want to be a solid top eight where you just want to bottom out and try and get a good draft pick. And there's really no any other way to, to find long-term success in the NHL. I mean, um, I think, I think like for the Red Wings, I can safely admit we, to talk about like cheating and you were talking about cheating earlier, the Red Wings. I mean, if, if you really look at what was going on in those, those draft years where we were okay. And then all of a sudden we have Nicholas Lindstrom and Sergei Fedorov. And now we're, we're just going to carry this. And then Datsuk and Zetterberg, um, that was them taking huge risks. If, those guys were sure things they all would have been first round picks so it, it's just it's it's like i say cheating yeah. but it's also there's a lot of luck mixed in there i don't know in today's nhl with how much scouting there is and how often you know like i, I mean 
scouting this year was all through zoom so somewhere all of these games you yeah. can watch so that thing i think is gone like we're not nobody's gonna do a red wings again so coming back to that point i think it, it like cyclical belongs in every walk of life uh if we're talking about fashion uh you know right here we're talking about sports uh talking about pop culture everything's cyclical eventually there won't be any more superhero movies i don't I, it might be a long cycle but eventually that's going to happen so um <laughs> to that point i i think all these franchises just at, at some point need to accept when they hit that point i i think uh you know there, there's probably a mirror uh, between what Ken Holland, the you know the former GM of the Detroit Red Wings, and like Stan Bowman, and I, I listened to uh, your podcast. Um, I, I got I got two episodes today because uh, our Apple podcasts are a little screwy right now. Where the top podcast oh. uh, for both our shows is like a December show, uh, so I had to scroll through and find your latest one, oh. uh, Bickle. Which, by the way, Red Wings, yeah, that is weird. Um, the uh, Bickle episode. I, it is worth the search if you're watching on Apple Podcasts. Um, we'll get that figured out, but that that was a banger of an episode. Just got to throw that out there. As, as thank you, thank who, you very much. Someone who grew up hating Bickle, I could still sit there and enjoy that conversation <laughs> mightily. Um, fantastic get, uh, by the way. Um, thank you. And, uh, Appreciate that. Uh, lost my train of thought. Right. Oh, okay. So listening to your December episode, uh, you were talking <laughs> about Stan Bowman and I, I, like, I couldn't help but just see again myself in your shoot. I think the, the thing though, is that you guys are maybe just one year behind and you're, you're only, you're, you're, you're fewer years removed from championship credibility than the Red Wings have been. So we've just been, we we played that middling game way too long, uh, but I I I, I do want to get your thoughts on like what what it means to you to just finally give up like uh, from a, a GM perspective from from the top office because for us it just kind of felt like you know going back to those playoff years we're just going to keep trying to get to the playoffs because it's easy to market and we can keep saying we're a playoff team uh, but like isn't it doesn't it just feel good to just know it's done and there, there's another point here too about uh, how easy it is to podcast about a team you know isn't gonna do anything this year um i i honestly do think we have the easiest jobs in the entire hockey podcast network we can focus on having fun uh looking ahead to the future have uh fickle interviews um but yeah like uh, i know there's frustrations with stan bowman to tr finally come back to my question but doesn't it doesn't it feel good maybe to be forced into this a little bit uh, with with uh, tapes being out and and the injuries from the World Juniors like doesn't it doesn't it feel kind of good to just be in it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I I've fallen all the way in. Like I'm I'm happy with with uh, with the way the season's starting and and I mean there there's no better excuse than than right now. I mean top two centers are are out with long-term injuries and uh you know the the point with bowman is that i mean you obviously listen to the podcast so you you know my thoughts um i don't think he's the best gm i don't think i mean he's a good uh he's a good guy who can find that diamond in the rough in the european leagues i mean he was able to un um he was able to find Dominic Kubelik, Artemi Panarin, 
he's very, very good at, at scouting the European market. Um, so I was hoping that, you know, we'd maybe move him more towards that, but of course they seem to be confident in what he's doing. Hopefully he never makes another trade again because buddy's just like his trade history is just God awful. Um, because like I, I think like if you follow the, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say like I, I think the the Hawks have been a middling team because of the moves that Bowman decided that he had to make. I mean, trading Panarin was there was no reason to do that. There was absolutely no reason to do that. Um, and if you watch the, the the trade tree, I think you end up with like you end up trading an Artemi Panarin for Nikita Zadorov. So it's like. Not that Zadorov is bad, but like, come on, man. It's it's Artemi Panarin. Like, you can't be giving up. And then not to mention Toivo Teravainen, who's also flourished in uh, in Carolina after he played very well with Patrick Kane, showed a lot of chemistry with Patrick Kane. Um, it's, it's actually... Got it's rid of Henry Yoki Haru. Uh, like, from the Red Wings' perspective, our issue is always loyalty. And we would, I mean, we all know, like we've uh, up until this year where Eisman uh, just outright dropped him, we've all been complaining about the Abdulkader contract. We're still dealing with the Nielsen one. I mean, even, <laughs> even before then, we were all like, what does Cleary need to be on this team for? Jonathan Erickson. I mean, the, like the list for us goes on. It was just because somebody might have sniffed a former Stanley Cup champion. They were like, well, this guy, he's a Red Wing for life. And I, I kind of, it's so interesting that the Blackhawks might actually be the exact opposite where there was, it, it was like even a guy showed, uh, you know, th- there was the talent. We all knew Panarin was going to be what he is with the Rangers. I think, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like I saw it early on. So where, you know, maybe that's where that difference was. There, there was uh, for the Red Wings, it was too much loyalty. Could it be for the Blackhawks? Not enough. Uh, when it comes to Stan Bowman, a hundred percent, I mean, the guy, um, there have been multiple stories, like not that I've been like, not that I don't have the source, but I've heard from others, uh, that, you know, he's, he's not a good, I don't want to say he's not a good person. I don't know what kind of person he is, but like, (laughs) he doesn't treat his players very well. Because yeah. in his mind, he's a general manager. You just have to do what he says. Um, and players are just there to play. So in a way, that's a good structure. Because you don't want to be giving, you know, you don't want to be listening to your players too much. Because then right. you start making mistakes um, based on emotion. You make you make decisions based on emotions. But when he started the season and you know, basically didn't even ask Caves or Kane or Keith or Seabrook about their opinions about how the season should go. I mean, I understand that you want to be the general manager. You are the general manager. You earned it however you wanted. Um, I mean, some people say that he doesn't, that he didn't earn that position. Um, But that's a, that's a different story. Um, The fact that he wouldn't even talk to the guys the guys that you call are like the the four cornerstones of your franchise. The fact that you're not even talking to them about your season, your off season plans or anything like that. Like that's, that's, that's kind of weird. I mean, you want to, you know what I mean? 
Absolutely. I mean, like the conversation that uh, uh, Steve Eisman had with the media when he was uh, talking about Larkin becoming captain is he just went over and over about how many times he's had a chance to speak with Larkin and how, I mean, he, uh, you know, this is uh, to throw in my own, this is another story for another day, but uh, I guess he broke COVID protocol to, you know, bring him in and give his boy, you know, some loving after he handed out the C. Um, you know, that's, again, that's something that uh, I might not be a huge fan of. But I, I mean, this guy, he brings in Bobby Ryan and Bobby Ryan says, uh, why are you, you know, he gets asked, why are you here? And it's the, I mean, instantaneously, there there was zero hesitation. He goes, Steve Eisman, I'm here because of Steve Eisman. I yeah. like, it, it, you talk about like uh, player coaches and, uh, you know, then there's the opposites of like uh, the torts and, and the Mike Babcocks. It really does sound like Eisman probably, you know, mm-hmm as we saw living his his uh, captain's days his players days just like this but as he's he's like a mayor like he he's all about these players he's all about his teammates before it was man taking pucks to the face when he's leading the team in points just to make sure the team's getting a victory i i think now he's he's he and and to your point you know uh you don't want to do too much for these players but uh could be like the exact opposite and at least we're seeing where adding some of it uh like you were saying you know having nearly none of it from the bowman perspective uh but having some of it at least brought us in a million dollar contract and a uh for bobby ryan and then some bargain bin defensemen that are holding up enough to have our goaltenders be posting a 930 save percentage so to that end you know, we'll see in the long run where this goes, you know, yeah. we want to find out that he's actually best friends with Larkin and we'll get, you know, uh, after the next contract's up, he gives him too much. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm spitballing. There's, there's probably yeah. no truth to that. Just saying, you know, what could be the absolute worst thing to happen? Um, you know, like that's where loyalty fails. Uh, but I think at this point, at least it looks like when you're talking to these guys and you're giving them, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm someone that went through, uh, like some of those silly management trainings, but some of the truths in those, when you, you work for those large companies, some of the truths are uh, that come through are you got to make, you got to empower people. And if he's talking to Bobby Ryan and saying like, what do you want out of this? Cause I can, I can give you that. Um, like that's a, that's a straight up management tactic from, from a large corporation, like uh, somebody struggling with sales. You don't tell them what to do. You say, well, what do you want to do? you know, what, what's, what's your goal for being here? And then, well, how are we going to reach that goal? Like it's, it's silly and it's tactical and it's kind of, uh, you know, more of a psychological exercise than anything, but it works. And by all accounts, uh, and I'll, I'll take your word on it for Stan Bowman. That might be, that might be the failing, but yeah, to answer your question, it absolutely, uh, if it's, if there's any GM right now looking to say like, well, how am I going to land the next million dollar, like <laughs> winger? It's whatever Steve Eisman did over the phone. Cause he had yeah. him sign the moment free agency started and yeah. he's, he's just been an absolute joy to watch so far, but yeah. Um, and so you see to your point, I mean, you, you get guys like Stevie Eisman with that wonderful reputation, Joe Sackick with a wonderful reputation, um, and then you get yeah. guys like Bowman. Okay. I mean, he apparently, according to Steger on, he was, I think it was, uh, on a spit and chickless podcast that he was talking about it. Um, like Bowman told him that he was traded one night at a fundraiser 
when they were out like just shooting the shit outside or something like i think somebody was smoking and they just went out to have a conversation and jesus bowman was there and they were talking and then bowman goes oh hey yeah uh so you're we traded you and he's he's like what like it, it just like it came out of nowhere there was like no tact there was no pre pre warning or anything it was just he just kind of blurted it out and then steers uh, he's just like oh okay like you know you get you get right. stories like that and and you can see why i mean I, I if he could trade every single player on the on the team like he wouldn't even wink an eye like he wouldn't bat an eyelash it sounds like he, he went over and spoke to him like right after he, he met eyes with him and then deleted the text that he was about to send. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're good. Oh, you're better. here. Good. You're here. Oh, okay. I got it. <laughs> Save me the fun time. Stomps it out on the ground. Yeah. yeah you traded. Scars are for winners. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> ridiculous. Unbelievable. All right. Um, well, I, I hope uh, we can talk more. Um, Actually, should we settle? What what was our uh, we we had our wager or our bet for the season? Are we going to be yeah. betting that one of us is better than the other, or who's going to fall? Who's going to be dead last? <laughs> well, I'm I'm willing. I I already actually I already my hot take for uh, I jumped on the uh, hockey podcast networks after hours this past weekend, and uh, my hot oh, take you. there was that the Detroit Red Wings would finish before like ahead of the Chicago Blackhawks in the standings. So I think. I think that's the bet. <laughs> all right. Let's do, all right. So if um let's see. If if the Red Wings or so I'm assuming we want to finish last. So if we finish above <laughs> it's got to be something right like uh do we do something like a like a morning radio talk show where it's like oh he's got to wear a Blackhawks jersey for a day which is so lame. Um I, <laughs> I it's got to be like, right, like I, I got to buy, I got to get you a deep dish. Like I, I got to call on over to, uh, or you know what? I, are you out of Chicago? I'm not. I'm actually, I'm in Calgary right now. You're in I'm, Calgary. I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Canadian uh, boy, so. So we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, let's 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 put this on hold. No, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something we'll out. Come back to it. We'll, we'll record it, and it'll... Uh, It'll get us through the rest of the season. Trust me, you will need yeah. you'll need segments. You'll need fun little things <laughs> to get yourself through. Um, maybe beg. Uh, it sounds like Brian should have more time on his hands, so have him come on more because that was an absolute joy to listen to too. Um, oh man, it was an absolute joy to talk to the guy. And uh, I, I gotta start. So since uh, we are doing this a little bit differently, uh, and again, I hope we can do the conversation where it's for, for both uh, fan bases. Uh, I gotta remind everybody to go to at Hawks Talk Pod. Uh, follow them on there. If you guys just wanna trash talk or do some shit talking, that's where you can find them. Uh, so we've got bring it Friday. on. <laughs> that's right. We've got Friday and Sunday coming up, and of course uh, the rest of the season. And uh, well, again, we're gonna hook up again, and we'll figure out what this wager is gonna be. But um, Grant, thanks for thanks so much for coming on. This is uh, this is fun, and uh, I I feel like I learned some things about the Blackhawks, and, and maybe I maybe I won't flip off the Blackhawks logo <laughs> next time I'm in Chicago. I don't know. I'm sure my wife was really happy to take that picture. Take that photo. And again, Matt, hurry oh, up! Come on. <laughs> It's an adult right there. Look at him. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. It's uh, it's it's been a fun fun time, and uh, yeah, appreciate you jumping on.
jumping and, uh, on the podcast good, here. Good luck uh, trying to get through the rest of the season. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs>